And maybe this question for students as well. When you design your soft material, what is the most challenging part in designing? When you reflect on the performance and make characterization, how you can identify what is the significant maybe parameter affecting in the behavior and you have to change design as a material scientist? How you can do that? Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic question. The the biggest challenge as a materials chemist is actually the chemistry and particularly um, in an engineering lab where we uh, we employ a, a number of, of chemistry oriented grad students and, and postdocs, um, we really have to get the design of the material right on you know, the first, second or third uh, try. And I think what ends up happening is the we are we are a bit limited in the um, in in the synthesis and getting reproducible syntheses one after the other. And indeed, some of the most popular uh, mass market uh, polymers that we that we buy for soft electronic systems, there is an enormous amount of batch to batch variability, and these are made by professional chemists at companies that we've all heard of and yet there's still this uh, batch to batch variability so i think the uh coming up with a with a synthetic procedure that works every time in the lab is even more of a challenge for an academic group um, so that's that's a challenge that i would identify and if i ask you what do you think the misconceptions you have witnessed uh, related to soft robotics domain or maybe in academic world in general misconceptions related to robotics or robotic material science uh, misconceptions in so if we're talking about misconceptions of the broader community toward academic science and particularly academic engineering I think the misconception is that we should function as the R&D department for the uh, for the world's technology companies and I think a lot of times when I talk to uh, to some scientists in industry but particularly in finance not scientists but financial people in finance they are looking for something with a much higher technology readiness level than is the mandate of academic science and even academic engineering so even as academic engineers and material scientists, our fundamental charge is really to create knowledge and to train graduate students to become uh, to become masterful in the techniques of creating knowledge. And I, th I think that's a, a misconception that doesn't necessarily just apply to soft robotics, but perhaps it particularly applies to soft robotics because a soft robot made in the lab looks kind of like a product, even though it, it really might be, you know, a, a, a TRL you know, one or two <laughs> as opposed to something that's ready for commercialization. I think it's a serious point. Do you, how, how do you think we can... Uh, make, make this image correct, uh, how we can make sure we're not ever selling what we have. The, the press we get is fantastic, and we couldn't do what we do without press coverage. Uh, I think in some cases it 
uh, it crosses the line into hype. And this isn't usually, uh, it almost is never the, uh, the fault of the university press department that prepares the original uh, press release. Uh, but often when these press releases are picked up by the, uh, by the popular media, the, the, the readiness level and the commercialization potential is, is jacked up and and overhyped i think so uh, a little bit more uh, care in not disclaimers but maybe making the basic science uh aspect or the or the scientific breakthrough that enabled the new invention uh raise the prominence of that and and less the the flashy photograph or the you know 10 to 15 year application